Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. I've got a joke for you. Oh, far away. <laughs> I was knocked my coffee over. <laughs> I'm excited for this joke. Yeah, don't be. I pulled my hammy <laughs> <laughs> and it's a joke <laughs> and I'm sick of it. Uh, your age is a joke. It is. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk accountant, drunk account, 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 Oh, so glad the camera is, is watching to see these blunders happen in real life. In real time. In I'd, real time. I'd like to see the look on our faces. Yeah, it's just like, oh no, why didn't that work? Hello and welcome to the Two Drunk Accountants. We are the Two Drunk Accountants. My name is Dan. And my name is Timothy. And we are the, the Two, Two Drunk, Drunk Accountants. Accountants. Still funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week, Tim, we're going to talk about something that we've been talking a little bit about on the podcast recently but but we we're doing a little bit of a deep dive um into it which is which is this concept of lifestyle accounting and how your business can affect your health and how your health can affect your business yeah and we want to talk about it because we will have we already have had guests on yep that relate to this topic Mm -hmm. and we will have many more guests on that relate Mm -hmm. to this topic because during covid we noticed this is a big issue yeah definitely a big issue business owners need more life work balance Mm -hmm. and need support to reach that. Yeah. And even if you're not a business owner, if you're an employee accountant out there listening to this, this equally applies to you because it still affects you. You you know, your health affects your employment and your employment (laughs) affects your health. So same concepts just applied slightly differently. It's a two-way street. So uh, before we get into that though, Tim, what, what is, is the Tim, Tim and down low? You went high. You pointed high. No, I said Tim down. Bullshit. I did. I said Tim. I wanna- <laughs> we've got, we've got That's footage this. for this. You were like- we've got footage. <laughs> I said I may have pointed to you like this, and then down I went Tim down. You went. No. <laughs> I'm so glad we videoed this. <laughs> All right. Well. Only time will tell. Time will, right. t- time will tell. If you're listening to this, go find this YouTube video and uh, you will see <laughs> who was right. And we literally both sang the high. And it was me. <laughs> so, all right. Let's. Sometimes it's nice when we both do the high pitch. Sometimes it's nice to, to harmonize in the same octave. <laughs> octave? Octave. Uh, what's Look, let's spend a good portion of time on the Tim and Dan light today because yeah. Dan... I think everyone needs to know, mm. how did you tear your hamstring? <laughs> it's not that embarrassing, but um, so I, I had uh, PT on. So let, no, let's, let's start this even earlier. I have very tight hamstrings naturally. Just they've always been rubbish. I've tried to stretch them. I've tried, I mean, I've gone to yoga. I haven't been doing any of that recently though. Mm. I, I recently heard from Orford Men on the street that uh, this exercise that you do um, in resistance with your hamstrings, when someone likes um, hold your feet and you slowly fall, like lower yourself to the ground and then raise yourself back yes. up, 
is uh, much better than stretching them. Yeah, so man on the street, Michael, physio. Yeah. He is a qualified physio. He's so. a qualified physio. Um, so anyway. He, yeah, yeah. He, he reckons strengthening is better than stretching. Yeah, he does. So I, I'd I'd actually been talking to Kat a lot recently. Like, all right, we're going to start incorporating this because my hamstrings, they're a problem. They're tight. I don't like them. Anyway, um, so we had PT. Tight strings. Yeah, tight strings. You know, you could play guitar on these bad boys. Uh, so... <laughs> You floss your teeth with your hamstrings. <laughs> so I went to PT on Friday and we did some deadlift stuff and, and that was all fine, you know, per- correct form. Nothing the PT did. Okay. Except they were sore the next day because no. I had a workout. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So they were, I had some doms mm. back there, a um, mm. little bit tight. Tight. Stretch stress them. Anyway, uh, I was in a short film over the weekend. Tim. Right. Uh, yeah. So I want to just stop and talk about that for a little bit as well. Yeah. So I, I am an actor. Th- <laughs> this is the life of one Dan Osborne. Yeah. I, I was in a short film over the weekend. One day he's getting PT. The next he's in a short film. Yeah. This is, this is how Dan lives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so my, my, my cousin's a, a filmmaker yeah. and uh, he, he, he got some funding for this short film that he wrote and it's cool. he, he's been shooting it um, for a while and, and he had this very, very small role he wanted me to play in it. And no lines, though I said a few little things in response, you know, only two scenes, two scenes. One of the scenes involved, and this is two days after PD, uh, PT, involved me uh, standing up from a chair that's around a campfire <laughs> and running. That's all I had to do. Um, not particularly fast, uh, yep, yep. not particularly explosive. Just you would- stand up, slowly go into the run. So like <laughs> increase my, sp- my sp- uh, pace and then run 10 meters until I'm out of the shot. Uh, you'd think that you could perform that as a fairly young man. <laughs> yeah. With, who, who does PT. Who does PT, who plays basketball and netball every week. Oh, yeah. Very explosive running yeah. in both those games. You're a shooter. You're a baller. Yeah, I'm a baller. Yeah. So um, anyway, I thought, yeah, that'd be fine. Anyway, um, second take. Mm. In, actually, it was actually second rehearsal. <laughs> uh, wasn't even it wasn't even the t- they did film it but it was like a rehearsed film uh, take a rehearsal anyway I stood up walked five meters turned to run got about four strides into the into the actual running part of it and felt this giant pop in the back of my leg and then just like immediate pain and and just like tightness and I'm like uh oh did you fall over no I just kind of like and I didn't want to yeah, make a big deal you're on film if, if and if it was just a little twinge it's kind of like ah oh, you know it'll be fine mm. you know just but I knew so you walked it off I, yeah I walked it off I was like ah oh, and I made a joke to the guys chasing me like oh I think I did a hemi <laughs> <laughs> and you did and I, and, and I did so oh um, anyway we had we obviously didn't have the take um did it again. Mm. Couldn't run. Yeah. Uh, my cousin came up to me and said, you're probably going to need to run faster than that. <laughs> I said, I don't think I can. Did anyway. he come over and just whisper it? Hey, uh, yeah. hey Dan, um, can you run any faster? Yeah, he's a good director. He's respectful of the actors. <laughs> anyway, uh, I so we changed the scene a little bit. So I, instead of sprinting away, I, I fall. Nice. And that was much better on the hamstrings. Um, anyway... So, it, it was a combination of just me having really tight hamstrings, having done a hamstring exercise mm. recently and then being super tight and I guess just not stretching before Look, I ran. I just think you're a method actor, to be honest. You really wanted to get to the heart of the character. I did. And strike the pain and fear 
mm. in the eyes of the character yeah. that were required for the part. So when, when this is released and, and you all go watch this and you, and you see me in it, um, the anguish on my face <laughs> is real. Slow it down, zoom in, yeah, <laughs> and just watch Dan's facial reaction. That's exactly. You know, have you seen that episode of The Simpsons where uh, Ralph asks Lisa yeah. out, and then uh, yeah. she says she doesn't love him, and like yeah. they slow mo on his face? Yeah, that's what would happen. I've got two reactions to this. Yeah. First of all, mm. is this your first soft tissue injury? I wouldn't have thought soft first, tissue would be an issue for you. You have plenty of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hard <laughs> tissue man. Um, no, it's, it's, I've done my shoulder yeah. and that was a muscle thing, but, but, yeah. a, but, so no, mm. but, but no, yeah, no. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Uh, second reaction then, mm. uh, I've watched the friends reunion. Yeah. This makes you Matt LeBlanc mm. who put his shoulder out, dislocated his shoulder mm. whilst filming friends. Oh really? Yeah. And then, um, the reaction, his reaction was quite interesting because he, it was the episode where him and Chandler were fighting over the seat. Yeah, okay. And so, he was diving to get the seat. Yeah. Um, and they said they'd already got the, the take. So, it was unnecessary yeah. that he actually did it. But mm. he did. He dislocated his shoulder and he knew straight away. He just walked off set. Sort yeah. Of thing. Um, but they had to rewrite the next six weeks of episodes. Because of his shoulder. Yeah. So, he was in a cast <laughs> after that. Like, he was in a sling. <laughs> and, to, and to build that into the story, they had... Um, just at the end or beginning of one of the episodes, they had um, Chandler just in their apartment and you could just see Joey's door close and you could hear him making this bumping noise, which is clearly him jumping on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, oh, and like big thud on the ground. And Chandler's like, what are you? I told you not to jump on your bed, Joey. Something like that. That's how they wrote in that he uh, was in a sling. That's pretty the next funny. Few episodes. Why couldn't they have just said, he dislocated his shoulder jumping into the couch. It's a good question. It's a good <laughs> question. I think it was like one of the only episodes where they filmed from start to end yeah, at yeah. the same time or in the same room. Yeah, yeah okay. It's explained better in the reunion, but it was interesting. That is interesting. I, I like to think of myself as like Leonardo DiCaprio mm. in um, Django Unchained. Right. What did he do in that? The scene where they're, they're in, the, they go to Leonardo DiCaprio's plantation. Yep. And uh, they're sitting around the table yeah. and he gets angry and he smacks the table. Yeah. And he bleeds. Yes. He didn't, wasn't, he actually cut his hand. Yeah. He like smashed it accidentally. Yeah. And then bled all over his hand and just kept going and used it. And he ended up like rubbing his hand on someone's face yeah. and stuff. That's hectic. None of that's in the script. That is so hectic. Mm. Wow. So that's kind of like what I did. It's kind of what we do here. In my, in my <laughs> four second moment <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Did right. you go and I'm rub seen, your hamstring on people after uh, that? Or? Yeah, I'm seeing fire in the background, just legging it from a fight. I think it would have been more brave if you like were bleeding. Mm, I think so. It would have been better if there was there was actual like yeah. if I broke an arm. Yeah, definitely. I, no, the worst part about it is I don't know if anyone out there's ever done a hamstring. And mine's not a bad one. It, it's 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 you know bad enough, but it's not like I I didn't tear it off the bone. Yeah, that's not pleasant. Um, but sitting hurts. Like mm. right now, um, the worst part's the car mm. and the toilet. <laughs> it hurts to sit. It hurts to sit. And Orford tried to give me a bum cushion, but he'd, he'd run out of uh, stock. Uh, I, I don't know. I just really enjoy it, Dan, when mm. you injure yourself. I'm sorry. That's okay. 
it's funny. Okay. It makes me laugh. I'm glad. I'm comedy in every moment, mm. Tim. It's slapstick. Yeah, I like finest. to get the comedy out there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I can. If I need to pull a Hemi, I'll pull a Hemi. Yeah, we're coming up with ideas for the podcast in the moment. I think that needs to be one of the ideas is um, Dan hurts himself <laughs> regularly. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Well, I'll give you guys an update next week. Mm, thank you. Tim, did you have anything particular about your week or Look, should we move on? I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm happy to move on with that. All right. Uh, let's move on to the business update sponsored Ooh. by Cats Accountants. Thank you, Cats. Thank you, Cats, for this business update. Uh, this week in the business update, did we use the superannuation increase already? We have mentioned it, but let's mention it again. I think it's pertinent. I think it's important. Um, so, everybody from the 1st of July, your super guarantee rate goes up. Yeah, so it's going up to 10%. It's yeah. currently 9.5%. That's right. So, um, everyone should know that you're receiving 9.5% of your salary as superannuation contributions. It's now going to be 10%. So, if you are a small business, your software should update that automatically, but just be aware it will be an increased cost. Mm. Uh, if you are an employee somewhere, make sure your employer does it. Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely update your budgeting. If you have a lot of wages in your business... Um, there's going to be more expenses. Yeah, it's a 0.5% increase in your costs. So. Yeah, there's no real way to offset that. So, no. so yeah, keep that in mind. The other thing I was going to say on Super Dan mm. was start looking at paying your super mm-hmm. now. Mm. This is a tax planning measure that not a lot of people enact. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have your super for the April to June quarter, paid as much as you can uh, before the end of June, then you'll be able to claim that as a deduction in your tax. Whereas if you owe super at the 30th of June, that is not a tax deduction for you. You'll have to claim that in the next financial year. Yeah, that's right. Super is one of those interesting things where if you don't actually pay it, even though it might be an expense and accrued and not even due yet, uh, you can't claim it as a deduction until you pay it. So if you're one of those people that pays their super monthly or quarterly instead of each week as we recommend, mm. um, then make sure yeah, you pay that super well before because it actually also needs to have been actually paid and sometimes even hit the super fund before it, it can count. It does, yeah. So, you actually need to look at paying that soon in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and um, then, you know, you need to at least leave two weeks. <laughs> leave two weeks and yeah. people have been caught out on this in the past. If you're trying to pay it on the 25th of June, it's probably too late. Mm. So... Um, get it up to date now if you are saving it to pay quarterly. Mm. Pay whatever you owe now. Mm. And then each week when you do your pay run, just pay it as you go. Yeah. Um, which you can do if you're using Auto Super and Zero or mm. MyOb's crappier version of Auto Super. Yeah. Actually, another business update. Did yeah. We, did we give MYB a shout out? We should give them a little rap. So they earned a little rap. Yeah. If all those who listen to the podcast know that... that um, we sometimes be quite hard on MYOB mm. and, and for good reason. They're rubbish software generally. <laughs> but Well, they were, they were the one and only yeah. and then they sort of didn't progress because they're making enough money. So, why would you progress? Exactly. And, and so, people went ahead of them and they've been playing catch up ever since. However, the biggest problem that we've ever had with them is that they're, it, they tried to go to the cloud by creating a hybrid half desktop, half cloud software. And it was a pain. You had to update it, which often forced you to restart your computer. Yep. If you're an accountant and someone, you needed to access the MYOB file, then you had to try and guess if they'd updated to the most recent version yeah. or not. And if they didn't, you had to actually open a different version of the software to get into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, you have to roll over and back up. It's just, it's... Close off. It's no good. It's no good, any no of that. Good. No um, good. 
Anyway, just, I, I never install things on my computer anymore. No, exactly. Everything's web-based, so just make it web-based. Yeah. So they've done that. They have um, done that, which is actually a huge achievement. Yeah. So mm. if if you're a user of Essentials, none of this makes sense to you because you already do that. But essentially, mm. through a similar type of platform, you can now access all of the information on your hybrid desktop account right live version of MYB mm. through and purely online browser-based option yeah and you can do stuff in it It, you can actually do the transactions you can um uh you can reconcile your bank account you can do everything that you want to be doing um through that web-based option yeah so that's exciting for us as the accountant for clients that have myob Mm. because for our junior stuff it was getting harder and harder to teach them about different versions of myob um but now they can just go to app.myob.com log in Whichever files they have access to, whether they're essentials or account write files, will pop up. They will be able to click on that client and access it using like a, a dashboard style environment, like Zero, like MYB Essentials. Yeah. And, it's pretty cool. And years ago, we'd heard that this was the plan for MYB, that, that their idea was to use their essentials type platform mm. to eventually migrate their full version of the desktop onto. Yep. And and we all thought, geez, that's a terrible idea because Essentials is is no good. So good. Um, but this is a step forward. Yeah, it, it is It is using a lot of what they've developed in Essentials, mm. but now it syncs with your account right live. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's handy. Um, the other thing that's quite interesting is they have a functionality called find and replace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And funnily enough, the headphones I'm using, Tim, are called uh, Panaphonic. <laughs> yeah they, they, i just checked they're not no. but they, they, that would be hilarious you get the joke i do yeah. i do shoney yeah shonies <laughs> yeah so myv has become the aldi of the uh, accounting <laughs> software world yeah no find and replace very similar to zeros find and recode correct but correct. uh but yeah i mean look that is one of the best tools. Yeah. Also, you don't need to keepers. come up with every good idea yourself. You just no, you need don't. to make sure you're using the good ideas. Need to, yeah. yeah. But, so, but, congratulations to MYB on a good step forward. We salute you for progress. Salute. All right. Well, that's Tadas enough. Tip. That's enough MYB. Yeah. Yeah. Today. Uh, it's Tadas <laughs> Tip Time, which we need to come up with an intro for, Dan. Tadas Tip. Tadas Tip. Tim's a tight ass. Dan's dog. Off the top of my head, that one. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah. I, I'd be happy to run with that if it has you want. All, it has all the information you need. Cool. Mm. Uh, okay. 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 Uh, okay. Why don't we use this one? Mm-hmm. Um, shop back. Shop back. This week's Tadas tip is called shop back. Shop back. And I think this is one Sarah has been using. My cousin Claire gave me a long time ago. Maybe over a year ago to be honest. Mm. But, and look, the name of it might have changed since then. There might be different sites people use. But the notion of it is this. Mm. You buy everyday things like groceries, clothes, mm-hmm. um, things you need around the house and you get money back for doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's all through a website. So you just need to be a member of a website, mm-hmm. make your purchases online using their merchant gateway and they will actually give you money. You'll have a virtual wallet, you get money, and mm. you can spend that on other things. So it sounds it sounds a bit weird, but I, it's I, a real thing. I, I have heard of this, and I think I know maybe how they do it. And tell me if if I'm yep. wrong here. Yeah. If you're using their gateway 
yeah. to make these payments. I reckon they have a database of promo codes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I reckon they apply the promo code and say, so let's say you bought something that's 100 bucks, um, but using the promo code, it's 90 bucks. Yeah. They keep 10 bucks. And then they give you $2 back. Potentially, or they go directly to the seller of the goods and they mm. say, we've got this database of buyers. Mm. Why don't you give us a special um, yeah. and we'll we'll connect you directly to them. Mm. Um, and based on that, yeah, they, they get a certain amount of money per transaction. Yeah. And it's all to do with merchant fees, actually. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so, just like when you pay on FPOS in store the the store pays merchant fees on that transaction yeah well so do online sales i mean online Correct. sales also go via a merchant yeah and so they're getting in on that act basically yeah. this is it here so it actually does have a bunch of discounts and sales um nice. which i'm supposing you probably need to join and be a member but you actually get money back you get cash back that's pretty good <clears throat> They should sponsor the Tie Us Tip segment. They they actually should. Why don't we tag them in this? We should. Um, So, here's how it works. You start your shopping journey with Shopback. Search for your favorite store. Shop as you normally would and get cash back after your order is confirmed. Cash out your earnings to PayPal or bank account. Right, you actually cash it out. You can cash it out. And then there's over 1,300 brands curated for you. So, there's eBay, Amazon, Iconic, Maya, Catch, Chemist, ASOS, Target, Groupon. Uber Eats. Booking.com. Booking.com. Like, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't I do... This is... Stu- I need to follow my own tip here. You do need to follow your own tip. I mean, I don't, I don't really like using book, Booking.com anyway because, you know, obviously, it's sending money overseas because of their booking fees. But you're eating into their merchant fees mm. by doing this. And I'd like to compare the price that you get on there versus the price you get just True. elsewhere. True. But True. if that all checks out, this sounds like a great tip. It does, hey. Great tip. Hey, I've been sitting on this one for a long time. Apologies, Claire. To my cousin Claire. Yeah. Shout out, Claire. Apologies I didn't use that sooner. Hmm. Well, it's a good one, Tim. I like it. Let's move on to our main topic for today. <sighs> so today's topic, as we said, is something that's quite um, dear to us because it's, it's something that we're trying to develop. Uh, you may have seen... Uh, during the week, if you follow us on on social media, and there's going to be a short video posted about this as well, mm. which we recorded last week, uh, a partnership that we're doing with with a program called Bulletproof Leader. Yeah, yep. Uh, and and that's just kind of uh, the first step for us in in this journey that we're trying to take uh, down down the path we call lifestyle accounting. Lifestyle accounting. It's lifestyle a a, accounting. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting phrase. Mm. Um, often. I don't think anyone would have thought of it this way, but what we want is for accounting to help people gain the lifestyle that they want. Yeah, exactly. I think for too long, accounting has been about tax, (laughs) (laughs) compliance. Mm. Um, People just think money, tax time, Baz lodgements and crunching numbers. But actually, I think it's a gateway through to mm. working on your lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Accounting is by far the biggest gateway drug I know <laughs> to a good time. Well, I mean, it should be. Mm. It's, it's intrinsically linked to your lifestyle. Mm. A big part of your lifestyle is the money you generate from your business yeah. or your job or your investments. Yeah. And, and 
you know, if we're, we're going to go silly about this, accounting, if you think about the word accounting, not the profession, but the word, mm. you're accounting for things that are happening. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're recording them, you're keeping track of them. Mm. Uh, and so if you're not, you know, accounting for the factors in your life, then that's just as bad as not accounting for your business. True, true. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's exactly right. Mm. Um, although it's a bit more subjective, mm. um, you should be looking at your lifestyle, your mm. work-life balance, what you want, and trying to make it more granular. Yeah, that's right. More specific um, so that you can achieve what you set out to achieve. That's correct. And and so what, what we're really talking about here is is really that your health and your lifestyle impacts the success of your business. And vice versa. And vice versa. Your, your business, business will impact your health. <laughs> Correct. And think about it this way. How many small business owners who are having cash flow problems are stressed out of their brain? They're not sleeping because they're worried. Yeah. They've got all this stress anxiety. Their relationships around them are suffering because of that. I, I can relate to this, Dan. Yeah. I mean, uh, every time I'm stressed, I hate you. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I'm a solid guy. And clearly, it's not to do with me. So, I understand that. Other than your hamstrings. Other than my hamstrings. If you carry a heavy burden on those, They were too solid. (laughs) They snapped. (laughs) But um, but what we're trying to kind of get to here is just that, yeah, I I think there is this link and and we suspected that that's the case because just anecdotally, we see it every day. We see it with businesses Mm. that we work with who... Who, if they're going through a tough time, their health struggles, and and mm. we've you know we've learned through the bulletproof program and, and other places that, you know, if if you're not sleeping correctly, if if your nutrition is bad, then that often affects the others. You know, if you're stressed, mm. you eat bad. You mm. eat bad, you don't get enough sleep. You don't get enough sleep, you stress. Mm. Then you eat bad again, and it just becomes a, a negative feedback kind of cycle. It does. It does. And you could find cycles like that in business. Mm. You can find links between cycles like that and poor business performance you could find links between poor business performance and creating cycles like that for example staying back late to work longer hours Mm -hmm. because business isn't doing what it needs to do for you um that's going to obviously stress you out make you lose sleep um and perhaps you won't have time to to do the workout that day yeah or spend time with the family or take that holiday which is all super important for the balance Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So we actually found some statistics around mm. it and some science behind what we what we assumed anecdotally was correct. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. going through just two aspects of, of your health that that affects your business and that your business affects, and the first one's sleep. Now we yeah. spoke a bit about sleep with with Quinton. For sure, that was a great episode with Quinton. Yeah, I think we also um, spoke about it with Jay. With Jay, yeah. Um, sleep is one of the biggest drivers of bad health. Mm-hmm. Um, it can just create havoc for your hormones, for your eating habits, for your vices, for your relationships. It just all flows on. It yeah. seems like sleep is the big one. I think when we had... And just to remind everybody, Quinton is a doctor. He is an expert in he, this. He's and, a doctor. And I think he said that if you're looking for one thing that could be a problem, the first thing he normally goes for is how do you sleep? Yeah. And because it's an indicator of everything else. Yeah. Uh, but but what we're really trying to focus on here is what's the link between that and your small business and, and mm. how it affects it. So there was a study done in the US uh, and it, it monitored five countries similar to Australia uh, and it found that $680 billion 
in lost productivity each year just because of lack of sleep alone. It's crazy. $680 billion to the economy. So much money. Uh, now, bringing that to the individual, uh, mm. if you sleep less than six hours a night on average, you will lose a week a year compared to people who sleep seven to eight or seven to nine hours a week at night. Yeah. Yeah. So, that that's not very much of a difference. I would say most people probably would say, eh, six hours is all right. I mean, we're even sitting in a team meeting before mm. um, and... You know, there's more qualitative factors to your sleep, like yeah. how much deep sleep you're getting. Yeah, the quality of the sleep versus... Is it, yeah. is it interrupted sleep? Are you getting mm. to bed later versus earlier? So, it's not just this black and white. But no. the, there's research there to show that six hours a night um, will make you less productive. Correct. Than even just six to seven hours. So, one extra hour a night mm. will make um, a couple of days difference in terms of productivity. Yeah. And then if you get two extra hours a night then you're like much more productive. Yeah, you're at full full potential, really. Mm. Uh, and, and you also know that, you know, and what we spoke to Quinton about was if you're losing sleep, um, you know, you got impaired memory, your decision-making and emotional control is bad. So even if you are at work, even if you are trying to perform, you're probably not making as good of decisions. Yeah, for sure. So um, if you keep writing up bad quotes, Mm. That means you're not winning jobs or you are winning jobs that you shouldn't be winning mm. because there's not enough profit in them. That's mm. a really good example. If you're making bad hiring decisions, mm. did you sleep well the night before you made that decision? Yeah. Um, if you're signing up to expenditure, mm. which your business doesn't need, it doesn't have a good return on mm. investment. Mm -hmm. are, you sleeping, are you sleeping well? Are you making sound decisions? Um, all of these things. I think if you had... Um, the ability to feel refreshed mm. and to generate that sleep and to have that that clarity of mind is going is definitely going to help. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. Mm. yeah, I think that's pretty clear that that yes, poor sleep affects your health, but it clearly also from the evidence affects your business's performance. Affects your business, yeah. And and <laughs> it might not even be your poor sleep. No, it could be your employees' poor. It sleep. Could be your employees' poor sleep, or if you're a manager of a team, your team's poor sleep. Yeah. Or in some instances, it could be the poor sleep of your supplier or your customer or yeah. any, anyone. I mean, it's just interesting. It's interesting. If everyone knows more about this, it's going to help yeah. in so many ways. That's so. right. So, so another factor that, um, that we found a bit of research on to, to back up what we thought was correct is, is around mental health. Mm. And obviously, mental health is a really big thing in the community right now over COVID there was a oh, lot yeah. of discussion about mental health the government yep. and the budget has put a lot of money into mental health yep. uh, and Kat is coming on the podcast we just need to book her in now yeah she's, so she's cool. she's a psychologist who can talk about mental health perfect perfect um, so it is something that, that is worth focusing on uh, and so we found some statistics around it there was a, a government study Australian government study that was around small businesses and mental health and this is something that's not easy to do because you know, it, when you're when you're a bigger business, you can access. Uh, I've forgotten the name of it, but whatever that program is, where mm. you can go get some some uh, sessions. Yeah. Uh, with a psychologist, which is funded. I want to say NAPLAN, but I, that's it's wrong. It's not that. That's that's like school <laughs> testing for like year three and five year old uh, year fivers. I know what you mean, though. There is definitely a program. ETP. With, no, that's the point termination oh, payment. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. there is programs, but for small businesses, there's no such thing. Mm. Now I know there was a period. Um, was it was it zero 
Yeah, zero. Who came out and said that in New Zealand, they were going to allow their subscribers to access that program mm. through them. Yep. Which was a huge and very good initiative. Because, because it's not something that, that a lot of small business owners have access to. Um, so, that's something that I definitely want to talk to Kat about when she comes on. Is like, well, how do you actually access these services? Where, yep. where do you go? How much does it cost? Yeah, definitely. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's a problem. So, a lot of small business owners just unfortunately suffer with poor mental health. Yeah. And you can see how that affects your business because, you know, if, if your business isn't doing well, then obviously you're going to be stressed. You're going to have anxiety. You're not going to be doing well. That might lead to depression. Yep. Uh, that's going to affect the relationships in in, in your family or if you are someone who, who suffers from depression or anxiety just, just anyway, then that's obviously going to affect the performance of your business. So, yeah, definitely. You can see the two-way street there. So, some of the statistics that we found, yep. 28% of small business owners were diagnosed with stress, depression and anxiety in the last 12 months. That's people diagnosed. That's, yeah. So, that's people who actually it's went and seek, sought help. It's over one in four. It's over one in four people. Yep. Um, and like you said, Dan, that's just the people who are diagnosed and not just yeah. putting up with it or not even realizing yeah. that they have symptoms of, of stress, depression, or anxiety. Yeah, so, that's right. Um, and I think in the accounting industry, we've experienced a lot of that in the industry. And yeah. we've also seen a lot of it in our clients mm-hmm. and clients, staff members as yep. well. So, um, that's, that's pretty uh, confounding. Yeah, uh, information there. Absolutely. So a few other things that this study found was that older males who own a business were more likely to report that they'll just cope with the stress themselves rather than seek help. So mm. clearly, there's still a stigma. There is definitely, yeah. There's definitely still a stigma. They're just like, ah, oh, mm. you'll be, uh, we'll be right. Yeah, um, that's definitely something that hopefully will change over time. Yeah. But, um, and, you know, I guess that's why we're talking about it exactly. as well. Exactly. Uh, we're getting people like Jay and Quentin on. Mm-hmm. Um, for men in particular, it is a very difficult thing mm. to talk about um, depression or anxiety or stress. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, opening the conversation dialogue with professionals is, is awesome for yeah. hopefully our listeners. Um, but, yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely uh, this is not an issue just for men. No, Neither. definitely not. Definitely mm. not. So, biggest stresses that are caused, um, sorry, biggest things that cause the stress in your business would be financial stress, cash flow, profitability, retaining customers. Mm. So, if you're yeah. struggling with, with those things in your business, if your cash flow is poor, then mm. you're going to be stressed and that's going to affect your health. Yeah, for so, sure. So, yeah, again, clear link between your business and your health. Massive link. And, you know, it's... Everyone knows that, mm. I think. Everyone knows it. Yeah. But um, when will we take the time to think about it and change it mm-hmm. and figure out what's causing the stress yeah. in business? Can we deal with those issues mm-hmm. rather than dealing with symptoms? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, if you, if you can, I guess, focus on some of those things, it might mean that you will experience less stress, which means you can get better sleep which means you can make better decisions, which means you can improve your business over time and get that lifestyle that you want. Absolutely. Lifestyle accounting. Absolutely. So, uh, another interesting study, which was done by PwC. um, Yeah, this is massive. Yeah, they found that in small businesses, there is a $14.5 return for every $1 spent on mental health in the workplace. Mm, That's huge. So, if you spend a dollar 
for a mental health service in your business or just um, information around mental health mm. or whatever it is. They didn't categorize in, in the part that I read mm. um, what specifically the spending was on. Mm. There's a 14.5 times return. So, That's crazy. So, yeah, if, if you could say, hey, if I could spend a thousand bucks on my mm. team, you could get 14 and a half grand more performance out of them. Mm. Wouldn't you do that? Absolutely. If you could do that for yourself, would, yep. if you say, hey, if I could see a psych because I'm struggling with my mental health and spend 200 bucks or whatever it is yep. uh, on that, and in return, I'm seeing potentially three grand of better profitability, then absolutely you'd do that. Because you think what you're going to see out of that investment is more engaged um, team members mm. who feel more fulfilled mm-hmm. and content and who are on board yep. with the work that you're doing. Yeah. So, if you have team members like that, they're bringing their A grade, they're bringing their A game. And mm. um, and that's actually going to lift your business up to another level. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine imagine if you could uh, up the performance of your team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It just makes sense. And that, make them happier. And make them happier in the doing. That they'll yeah. actually feel happier yeah. and be happier in themselves. Yeah. Potentially working harder. It's not about how hard you work or even how much money you earn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's way more factors at play. So, yeah, that sort of investment, I think, is going to become more common. Yeah. I actually think it's going to become very common in the next 10, 15 years. I agree. And I agree. you can see already, if PwC is studying this, that means large business is looking at this already. They're already thinking about it. They, they obviously, large businesses don't make decisions where they're spending money unless they're getting something back in return. Mm-hmm. So, small business will eventually catch on to this um, yeah. in a big way, I think. Yeah. And so, all we've really spoken about today is, is sleep and mental health. But then there's mm-hmm. physical health, nutrition. Yeah. Um, relationships relationships vices vices so vices is a big one for a lot of businesses especially Mm -hmm. where there's um, heavy machinery Mm -hmm. Um, obviously alcohol and drugs Mm. are an issue Mm. in those instances but um, yeah there's there's way more factors to play there and and linkages to um, financial pressure and stress so it's an area we want to explore Exactly. Yeah. So, you will be hearing a fair bit more from us um, through the podcast over time Mm. where we address each of these things. We might get experts in from different fields to talk about these different things and and how they can impact it. And obviously, we're always going to relate that back to how this can be implemented in your business. Yeah. Because, yeah, if if you can get this performance from yourself and your team Mm. while also improving your life, then to me, that just seems like a no-brainer. It does. It really seems yes. like a no-brainer. And and yeah. we also want to try and make, make sure that your business and your life are congruent to each other and that and that the goals of your business match the um, effort or the money or the lifestyle that you're trying to achieve mm. at the same time. Yeah, and that's all about finding a deeper values and purpose as Correct. well and yeah. lining those up. So, we've talked about a lot of these things. We're not covering new ground here. No. There's, this is definitely not new ground. This is old ground. Old ground. But spun under the guise of a different narrative, Dan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about opening conversations yeah. that maybe accountants wouldn't have had before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is uh, exciting. If, if you're an accountant, you will know that it often sometimes can feel like a therapy session when you meet with a client. But, yeah. but how many times, if, if you're a small business owner, 
have you thought about going to your accountant to talk mm. about how your lifestyle and your business could be um, affecting each other? Yeah. Probably well, never. You, you, go, you might see them once a year to talk about your tax, which is not the true. kind of, uh, that's not the future. It's not the future. It's not going to help people mm. um, improve. It's in- important, but it's only one thing. That's it. That's it. So, um, definitely not saying accountants are going to give advice around um, anxiety or mental health no, or how to make you sleep more. But you should you should seek an expert it's, it's for those un- things. It's important to understand that there is a link between those things, mm. and if there's an issue there, an underlying health issue, that that is just as important to make a plan of attack for mm-hmm. as it is to make a plan of attack for the cash flow and the budget of that business. Absolutely. I think that's what we're saying here. So, yeah, we're on a journey. We're on a journey of discovery there mm-hmm. and we will keep everyone up to date as when that progresses and what we discover. Yeah. And if, if any of you listening have ideas around this, shoot us a message. Um, join sure. the Facebook community page and, and put a post up and ask some questions and, and get, get the conversation rolling because we want to know what, what you all think about it. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that about brings us to the end of the main topic, Tim. Lifestyle accounting. (laughs) Uh, Do you have another thing? Uh, I do, Dan. I just want to say there's a bit of pressure. I think I think you know what I'm talking about when I say scarf pressure. There's some (laughs) scarf pressure coming for you. There is some scarf pressure. I would like my other thing today Mm. to be a mention that, um, or a question to you, Dan. Mm. How is the production? Of mm. a scarf that we owe one very valued listener. Yeah, I'd like to say it's going well to okay, very it well. Is? It is? Yeah, yeah, well to very well. And when you say that, mm. is there a scarf in production at the moment? Like design phase. De- design it's in design phase. phase. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actively thinking about it. Yes. Um, I, I received a message about it. Yeah. Uh, these are all things that are in active design phase. I'd say that's going very <laughs> well. I've received a message about yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, well, very well that one. Um, so if 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 uh, you'll get your scarf, <laughs> we're, look, we're like Lannisters. We always pay our debts. We exactly. still do. We we definitely still do owe a t-shirt. Mm. Um, well, in fairness, in fairness, shout out to to Alicia. In, Alicia. in, in fairness, I was you were gonna go to, go to the US, America yeah, and hand deliver said t-shirt, but. Um, uh, yeah, obviously COVID happened. Mm. That doesn't stop us from posting posting it. something. I think it does. COVID. Yeah. Same yeah. reason I haven't done the scarf. COVID. There's the lockdown recently in Melbourne. Um, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> are you sleeping okay, Dan? The economy the way it is. How are you feeling? Yeah, you, I'm good. Are you stressed? At the not moment? stressed. Not stressed. Feeling good. Actually going on holiday tomorrow. Oh, nice. Mm. Okay. Well, is that your other thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking a bundle of yarn with you? <laughs> I might. I was actually just thinking that. I was like, maybe I should take some wool with me. It's a long car trip. I can get that scarf done. You should. Might make me car sick though. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You're going to be feeling sick anyway with your hamstring. So. It's right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah. My other thing this week is, yeah, I'm going to go down the, uh, the great Eastern Coast Drive. Nice. Um, yeah. Cool. I think everyone at some point in their life has driven the... Uh, Sydney to Brisbane trip. Mm. Is it a Great Eastern Coast Drive? The Great Eastern Coast Drive. Is that, is that how it's referred to? I think so. 
I think most people would be like, oh, I'm going to drive to Brisbane. <laughs> it's a slog. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's gotten better over the years. What they've done is they just keep bypassing the, like it. It's, it's essentially the plot to cars. I don't know if you've ever seen cars. <laughs> no. But the plot to cars is a freeway is built yeah. that bypasses the local town. So the economy right. in that town goes down, like, well, gets ruined. I would question that then. I would question that. If, the, if that small town puts some effort in, <laughs> then all yeah. they have to do is think outside the square. Look at. Yeah. Listen up, Kempsey. <laughs> yeah, Kempsey's fine. They stand. They stand alone in their own right. Yeah. Look at look at Barry. Yeah. Dan. Okay. Have you been to Barry before on the south coast? I have been to Barry. Right. So Not, I think I drove through Barry. Lovely little town on the south coast mm. that you used to drive straight through the town. Mm. It was just a constant stream of traffic through that mm. single lane road mm. through the town. And um, what's happened is they've bypassed it now. Mm. So now you have to come off an exit to go there. Yeah. But it is just booming. It is so nice. It's peaceful. Yeah, that's good. It's a nice, quaint, quiet town now, mm. which is easily accessible off the main freeway. I like that. I like that. You should be tourism for, for Barry. Barry. Barry doesn't need me. They're killing <laughs> it. And that's what I'm saying. These other towns could do the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, because they keep bypassing the town, this road trip has become the Macca's tour of the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. And you just go from fuel stop to fuel stop. Pretty much. Grabbing a cheeseburger. It's changed a lot. Yeah. It's changed a lot since when we were kids. It has. Did that drive. Because I, I remember when we, were, yeah, when we were kids, you'd always drive through these coastal towns and it would yeah. take forever. Like it still yeah. takes forever, but it's a good four hours quicker or three hours quicker now. I just realized something, Dan. Mm. I believe the listener we owe that scarf to lives in Queensland. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should knit it on the way. Pop Can you it. knit a scarf in eight hours? Yeah, it doesn't take... Probably takes eight hours. Depending That's, on the length. I could get it done quicker, I think. What's your... um? The, your like highest possible charge-out rate of like two to $300. No, that could be higher. Like but, yeah. But let's just say, conservatively, if you could charge that out at $200 an hour, that's a very valuable scarf that listener has. If, I, if I could get this scarf done in four hours, that's an $800 scarf, <laughs> opportunity cost-wise. Prada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's accountants. Prada by Dan. Two drunk accountants. It's a it's a more exclusive brand, and it's made with love, and care, and in a car. It may not be the best scarf you've ever worn, <laughs> but but hey, um, this is a good segue, Dan. Mm. We are trying very hard in the background here to uh, work on more exciting things, which is why we're teaming up with like a health provider. Yep. Um, we're looking at other avenues. To do more. So, uh, we're filming this podcast. We may even just use it for some snippets on Instagram. Yep. Who knows? Snippet. Who knows? Snippet. We want to we make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do have any feedback for us or you want to have any input on the future of this podcast, then let yeah. us know. Um, we've got the community there, which is awesome. We want to start posting more regularly in that. Yep. Um, more behind the scenes type things. Uh, we're planning more future content, mm-hmm. and uh, and part of that may be some swag, as well. Get some swag. We're gonna get some swag, and maybe, maybe some of it will be free if you join. Yeah, the group. So um, that's right. So yeah, we're we're putting some investment into it and some time to try and deliver bigger, better podcast. More of what we do good already. <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. Take, we just want to take it to more people we want to yeah. get it out there and uh and make a bigger community i just i just think there's so much value if it, if we can get a community up and running yeah where people are all sharing their insights yeah well hope, maybe up and walking because of my hammy 
I've been walking slowly yeah. and tenderly. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. All right. Well, thank you for listening. As we said, join the Facebook community, Two Drunk Accountants on Facebook. Go there. Join the community page because we're posting on there all the time. Some behind the scenes content. Mm. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Shoot us an email, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com if you want to uh, get in touch privately through there. Otherwise, I guess we will uh, calculate it.